protected and picked by Jalen Johnson. Johnson on the return will take it down inside the 40 and a takeaway for the Chicago defense. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That's right. Live and local for your listening pleasure. And selfishly, I'm glad I'm here. I will tell you that, let me see. So when I first started in radio, I used to work overnights in this room. That's what's funny about this station is like, people are like, oh, dude, how do you? I'm like, dude, I work down the hall from the station I used to work at, but Oddly enough, I used to work in this very room where 670 The Score is. What once was Jack FM, 104.3, which then turned into K-Hits, then turned into 104 Jams, which were all owned by the same company, right? So 104 Jams is down the hall. But it used to be here in this corner because the score used to be on like 11, the 11th floor. We're in the Prudential Building. The score used to be on the 11th floor. And here on the ninth floor, it was B96. It was 104, Jan- or excuse me, Jack FM. Anyway, so when I started back in 2008, I was an intern. And I started doing overnights here at this station. So I would do overnights from midnight to 5 a.m. So this shift is very familiar f- to, for me. And this room is very familiar. Thing is, when the score came down and we truncated and it went from three floors to two, the score commandeered this studio because it was huge. And then they redid the whole thing. And that was my first glimpse into the score of money. That might have been like, I don't even know what year that was. Maybe like 2014, 15 or something like that. And two things stood out to me. One, I was like, they don't give none of this money to B96. <laughs> I was like, that was number one. I was like, what the hell did all this money come from? Two was that the bathroom got way dirtier. Like, it was, and B96, there's no, like, it was, like, me and, like, Jay Nice, and that was it. And then, like, on this side, there was nobody here. And then all of a sudden, like, all these dirty guys came. And they're crapping in the bathroom, and they're leaving crap everywhere, and you're just like, what the hell is going on here? But I say all that to say, I used to then walk from this side of the uh, the thing from 104 or whatever and I would go do I would go intern with Eddie and Joe Boy at B96 and but I would always see Le- Grobber I would always see Les Grobstein and then when I eventually would be doing the morning show at B96 for a long time you know as I'd be coming in you know Grobber would be leaving and him and he knew I loved the Bulls Grobber knew I loved the Bulls that when I would come in, and it was just, you know, two little, whatever, trains in the night, whatever. But he would always be like, he'd always have a tidbit for me about the Bulls, whether it was a time he interviewed a player or, you know, what happened tonight. Who was in the, like, he'd have some tidbit for me with the Bulls because he knew I loved it and we would always have that moment. And so, you know, when people text in about Grobber or, you know, say they wish I was I would do overnight because they miss Grobber or anything, like, let's be, I'm going to be very real with you. Like, I, I was there with you guys as well. I would see him every single day. And he was a pleasure to run into in the hall. And it was certainly sad, like it was for most people, uh, you know, to find out that he had passed away. But hopefully, Robert got his uh, little, little earpiece in his ear. And he's, you know, got his little heavenly transmitter. And he's listening to us right now on 670 to score. Because I know he had, he'd have some thoughts about about this one. Come on. <laughs> that was like, uh, Grody will do it better, uh, less than I can. But taking your phone calls right now, ready to talk about these Bears. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez, live and local on your overnights right here on 670 to score. And let's go to Patrick out in Wisconsin. Thank you for taking my call, sir. Uh, just want to talk about uh... – um, you guys were touching base, you and the other gentlemen last, were touching base on Justin Fields and uh, I believe the offensive coordinator. My thoughts on that, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, but I think if the uh, offensive coordinator would draw plays to allow this young man to throw downfield, maybe we'll see a lot more out of him. And, uh, you know, I'm not a coach, 
I'm just a fan. I've been a fan ever since 1984. Same. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I lived in Chicago, born and raised on the west side of the city. Been living up here now for going on 18 years. Nice. But the thing of it is, I haven't seen the McCaskies on how they run their organization. I didn't like the fact when they got rid of Wilbur Marshall, when she allowed her mm. oldest son to give Wilbur Marshall. That was a that was a no-no. And I knew the Bears were going in the wrong direction once uh, uh, Papa Bear Howard's son and take over, man. And then you allow McCaskey to take over. It's no knock against the daughter, but her son's complete nincompoops. <laughs> And the only quarterback that we had that's worth his salt that took us to the promised land, and people seem to forget we went through a plethora of quarterbacks, but Jim McMahon, give him his just due. We haven't had anybody, I don't give a damn what type of athlete or whatever, nobody has pulled the trigger and took us all the way to the promised land and yeah. cashed in like Jim McMahon. He's the only one so that did when it. You throw in the, right, when you throw in all the others, all the potentials and things like that, See, this organization, to me, they need to sell the team because it's like the team has been going down since after the fact. Dick left. And I know, I mean, it's yeah. just he had some bad years himself. But after the fact, it's been – I mean, first of all, you don't ever get rid of a Wilbur Marshall. Wilbur Marshall was our uh, – he was uh, our Lawrence Taylor. Hmm. And then when you got rid of our Lawrence Taylor and then he went out to Washington, he was never the same when he won with Joe Gibbs. That's how far back I go. And then uh, with this family, man, with your mother crying because of the gangs. Hey, man, how far is she into the gangs? No disrespect to the, the elderly. But, man, you guys have been in tune, and you had this hitty handcuffed, man, with all these BS promises, man, for decades, man, for decades. And then when you finally get somebody, when, when you messed up, when you should have got the kid that's out there in Cleveland that's hurt, when you first should have got yep. him, but you went and got Mitch Trubisky, mm -hmm. I mean, out of – this cat played like what a, a one season? A handful and of games. And this cat over here, right, man? This cat over here, man, who you should have picked, but you didn't want a brother representing your family. And the only person we ever had that was black was Vince Vince Young, and he was not picked by the Chicago Bears. Right. You know, so they ain't fooling me, man. Yeah, it, it was. It's, all the Patrick. It's funny yeah, you say okay. that. No, no, no. I want to calm you down this way because I, I know where we're going with this. But I do want to talk about the Deshaun Watson thing for a second because. I literally was having this conversation at the bar today. Like, lit the same angle you're coming from, you know what I'm saying? Like, the sure, same sure. one, because I brought up, you know, that I like Drake May. This is how it all started, right? I bring up that sure. I like Drake May. I talk about, you know, everybody, Robbie got it on tape. Everybody got it on tape. I've been saying it since before, even when Caleb was undefeated, I was saying it. And then he had his little run, sure. and people were jumping on the I'm not with Caleb. Anyway. I say I like Drake May, and then the guy next to me is like, yeah, but you know, North Carolina, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, I get it. And he's like, Sam Howell, too, you know? And I'm like, yeah. Sure. But, and, I, and I told him, I said, I get it. And he's like, and I'm like, but your main reason was because Mitch Trubisky went there. He's like, yeah, you know, we shouldn't have even. And I said, of course not. Everybody knows you should have taken Deshaun Watson right there. He's a proven winner. He played the big yep. games against the best talent. It was like a no-brainer. And when they said Mitch Trubisky, everybody, all the fans, I remember the draft party, Patrick, the draft party. Up. Everybody we was like, <gasps> like, what? Gasp. Yeah. What? It's like Deshaun Absolutely. Watson was the obvious answer. Now, you know, obviously what happens is happens with his personal life. He's an idiot with what he does, right? You know what I'm saying? But the, the right move, as you see in retrospect, because the Cleveland Browns end up giving him a bag because they know what he can do for the team. So, Clearly, Deshaun Watson was the correct move in that in that sure. draft. You know, looking back, because sure. no one's going to say Absolutely. that that was a plan. Uh, that um, let me go to the, your initial thought though was uh, you know the offensive coordinator drawing plays to to throw down field. That was something that you said that I liked, Patrick. And uh, well, yeah, uh, initially that's what I called about. But I mean, I got so much on my plate about this organization. But I'm going to just stick to that. I know. But I mean, we're, as far we're here, we, we, that, but don't worry, I got you. Sure. Are we going? I'm going to get you everywhere. No. I just wanted to take no, you down, and I'm going to bring you back up. I'm going to get back to the organization because that's my follow-up No, no, no. no. I mean, like I was I saying, you. I mean, as far as uh, how this, uh, how, um, you know, how it is, I mean, you didn't have too much to teach a Hall of Famer where you came from. But when you get over here, it seemed like you get short-armed and you get selfish. Now, either, either uh, the, uh, the organization ownership need to step in and say something or the new hire that you just brought in as president. Maybe you need to clean house. I mean, I'm thinking that, 
Even Flus need to go. I'm thinking that uh, this uh, Luke Getze needs to go too. Poles, I'm still not sure because, you know, he did bring in some nice pieces. It's a hit or miss game. Now, everybody want to throw, you know, bouquets at everybody's feet, you know, when they get, okay, then the obvious choice. But what about the not so obvious choice when you really have to coach a guy and really have to put an eye on this person and say, hey, man, I think this person got something. We can coach him up and get something up out of him. See, the Bears haven't did that. We haven't even – that's what I'm saying. It goes all the way back, man, to the frustrations. I mean, you can go down the whole list of coaches. Lovey Smith, they can, they can bump, man. They can kill, they kill me with that one. Because, I mean, anytime Prince, man, perform halftime at a Super Bowl, man, <laughs> man, dude, you need to come up out of there with that W on the reel. So, uh, with all that being said, I want to hear that, man. Jim McMahon's the only one. I mean, I mean, we had so much bad luck going up against this man, Tommy Harris. Man, I ain't never heard nobody, man, tearing your dog on your, your thigh muscle all the way down to your calf. Yeah, it's bad luck. The bad best, luck. The best, the best, uh, the best seemed like to me, Brown, safety at the time, man. I mean, that was like, he Brown, was like a yeah. throwback to the 80s. Yeah, he was a throwback to back in the days when the Bears played and uh, would, uh, like, he played like, out of his mind. Yeah, it's like Matt Suey I mean, type, know, just, you know, right up in front, you know, a guy that'll come down and get you. Yeah, listen, I, I think, you know, that's I think the issue with the Bears right now in the, its current state is that they don't have an identity, right, where we knew year in and year out who the Bears were going to be, a run-dominant team that can convert that third and short and, you know, with a good, good-ass good defense, they're going to get to the playoffs and, and maybe have a chance, right? And that that was their identity. And I think – you know, moving on from Lovey and trying to stay in tune with what the NFL was doing and trying to create the, the sure. since Lovey, they've been trying to create a dynamic offense, right? Like trying to catch up with the NFL since the, the greatest show on turf since since all that sure. was going down, right? And they, they've just failed at it miserably. And I think that in doing so, they've lost their identity. They lost who they are. And because you you can't, if I were to ask you, Patrick, who who are the Bears? Like, what's their offense? What what what's, what what can they stand on? And it's like, mm, uh, <laughs> you're not really sure, right? And I think that's where – and, and up until a couple of weeks ago when their defense got good, you really weren't sure about the Chicago Bears and who they were. Are they a good defense? I don't know. Are they a good offense? I don't know. But now you know that, and I think where they're at, they're headed in the right direction. I just I – just, I don't know if Justin Fields – is the guy that can get me to the place that you're talking about, Patrick. And that's well, sure. hoisting up a championship trophy. No, I get it. I, I absolutely understand. But it's going to be a redundancy of coaches. It's going to be a redundancy with this organization, under this leadership, with this ownership. There's always going to be a redundancy of general managers and coaches. There's always going to be a redundancy. I cannot pick the coach. I cannot pick a quarterback. Like it was a redundancy, they couldn't even catch, get a dog on a uh, wide receiver. We had one of the up-and-coming wide receivers. They need to uh, abandon that turf because we lost Wendell Davis in Minnesota. Long long time ago, man, on that. And he was a circus catch freak. But, yeah, man, thank you for allowing me to uh, chat with you for this long. And, yeah, go back. No no problem, Patrick, man. I always appreciate the calls, man. And that's what what we are actually here for. Let's be very clear. Right? We want to have good discussion, good debate. We want to talk about our team. We want to – but we want – we got to have solutions. Right, the problems we all got those, and the Bears are most certainly a team with with plenty of them. But but we we let's focus on the solutions, and I think that's good, you know. And and I think when it comes to the ownership, I mean, listen, like, you know, when he's like, oh, McCaskey's trash, the son. It's like, first of all, he's a really good dude. Let's be very clear, like. If he was up in his little whatever, not coming down to be with the people, if anyone would tell you anything about Mr. McCaskey is that he is a man of the people. He wants to be a part of the people, right? And he loves it. It's his team. And he wants to be with the people. He wants them to love. Trust me, this man wants to win a Super Bowl too. He's like, yeah, everybody wants me to win one for my mom. F that. I'm trying to win one for me. He could become legendary if he does, right? Like, that's like let's be very clear. But to stay on topic here, because I got hot because I was defending him, because I met him one time in a parking lot, Cincinnati. I was tailgating with my family, and I'm like, my cousin goes, Is that Mike McCaskey? And I said, Dude, why would he be in the parking lot right now? 
Literally, this is what I'm saying. We're tailgating. Why would he be over here in Cincinnati? And he's like, bro, look at, so, look at the security people. And literally, there was like three security dudes, but like 40 feet away from him. You know what I'm saying? Like not, he was strolling with it, bear's jacket on, saying what's up to people. And I was like, what the hell? That's like a Mad Lib. It's like, I saw blank from blank. Right. You saw Wearing him in a parking a, lot. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like, what? Oh my in God. Cincinnati, in a parking lot. Yeah, next to a Skyline next, Chili. With security officers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a real story. So that's why I'm defending him because I've seen him firsthand. And I, 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 as a man of the people, trying to just touch the people on the road. You know what I'm saying? But, here, but here, here's, so let's take it a step further. Like, one, it's hard to run a business. As the owner of a new bar, it, it, like, I thought, it's Gabe. I got a bar. It's going to be great. No. It's hard. Today for the Bears game, there was, like, it was not a packed house. Sad walking into my bar not seeing that, right? It's hard to run a business. And so here he is, right? And he's no, he's no papa. He's no, he's no football savant, right? But he's trying to hire the right people and do the right things. And guess what? You know what? Sometimes you're like, I think I found the guy. How many times you you tried to fix your house? I think I got the right contractor. I think I got the right plumber. And the guy screws you, right? You're the executive producer, the CEO, or the owner of your house, your life, your dwelling. And sometimes you don't always make the right decisions with these things. And unfortunately, you think, we're the Bears. We come from greatness. I'll bring a coach in here. They're just going to do it. It's football. We've been winning for years. Like, sometimes you are naive if you just come from winning and you know, I've seen it firsthand, even in my profession. Like, guys that were, people were winning, and they think that they're going to keep winning, and then they don't. And it's like, oh, damn, what happened? And before you know it, you're like, oh, man, they want me to sell? They want me to get rid of this? Wait a second. Hold on. Let me go hire somebody else. And so I think, you know, to, to your point, I know the rebuttal to that is, well, yeah, that's why they need to sell it. Yeah, but hopefully. Right, just like you want Justin Fields to be the guy, we want the McCaskies to stay strong and be a family that owns the Chicago Bears, you know, and that brings us championships. Ultimately, that's what we want, and I think we're headed in the right direction. I think Brian Poles is a really good GM. I think what he's done so far for the team, the position that the Bears are in right now, and where they will be for the next couple of years, is a very good one. You have two first-round draft picks that you were about to add to the team. That's crazy. You got a, you know, another team's uh, second-round pick in 2025. So you're going to have two. You know, It's like you got draft capital. You got talent on the team currently. Think about adding those pieces to the defense that's already there or, or switching a couple pieces on offense, adding to the old line. Like that can happen in like two more years. And now you're talking about – Look at the look at the NFC right now. The NFC, like when you look at the teams that are up sitting up atop, Philly, San Fran, Detroit, Dallas, right? Four teams. Easy to creep into that conversation with the four. With the team that you have now and building on it with the assets that you have and free agency. Can be the case. Look at me. Ooh, I feel like I'm preaching. Hey, can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Robbie Triano. Producing today, holding it down. Right, let's go back into the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on a Plumbers 911 football Monday on a Tuesday. Let's go to Paul. Paul, talk to me about the future of the Bears. Are, are you as optimistic as I am? I, I don't know. Um, I think we still got a lot of question marks, but um, right now the defense is you know, playing lights out. And then um, the offense, we it's still sketchy, but I still would like, um, you know, a whole new coaching staff in there. I was thinking Ben Johnson, but I think just with his familiar, with him being so familiar with the NFC North, that they're catching up to him. Hmm. I think if he goes to like anywhere else in the league, that he you know he'll be fine. But that just scares me right now. If he stays in the NFC North, I'm not sure how the offense will look um, under him. And then we don't know if he wants Justin Fields or if he wants um, Caleb Williams. So there's just a lot of question marks. Yeah, Paul, what do you want? Do you want Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Um, right now I want Marvin Harrison Jr., and the only way to do that is to keep Justin Fields. Hmm. True. 
So what about what, what if you what if you got what if you got what if you ended up with like the second pick? Okay, cause see, okay, okay, because here's my thing, Paul. I've said this before. Like, if you do get the number one pick, right, and then yes. let's say you like Michael Penix, right? Let's just say, let's just say, let's play the game, right? This is what we're doing. It's two twenty in the morning. Who cares? Let's play the game. Let's say you let's like Michael it. Penix, and you got the number one pick, and then you say, "All right, bet I'm gonna trade." I'm gonna, okay, because what Arizona got the number two pick, so they're gonna want Marvin Harrison because they got Kyler Murray, right? Ah, uh, yeah, that's tough. But all right, let's play the game still, and let's assume that that they don't. Let's say it's another team that's sitting at two. Let's say it's let's say it's the Patriots. Let's say the Arizona Cardinals win one more game, and the Patriots at number two. The Patriots want to go to one to get Caleb, even though they probably want Drake May. But let's just say they want to go to number one. Now you get to trade the number two. You know what I'm saying? And let's say the Bears yeah, got, got the like sixth pick, and now you could take Marvin Harrison at two. And then at six, do you take the O lineman or do you take Michael Penix? I'm taking the O lineman. Oh, because because <laughs> right, right now I'm falling in love with um uh, Jaden Daniels. Okay, so you're you're willing to wait to you're willing to to go down to like sixteenth pick, seventeenth <laughs> so, pick. Okay, something like I, I just know I need Marvin Harrison Jr. Because here's the here's the thing: if we get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then we get the OT. Now you have DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., and we keep talking about. But you know what weapons. you still have? You know what you still have, Paul? What's Ju- that? Justin Fields. <laughs> True, but but any quarterback should be able to play with Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore in a solid O line. So if we have to get a, uh, you okay. know, just keep Fields and get one of these solid backups. I see and- what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like like like, just be Purdy. Right, like just be the guy. I don't need you to be great, even though he's playing great. But like, I don't need you to be great, but be purdy. But the thing is, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't want to keep harping on trashing on Justin because that's what it keeps <laughs> boiling down to. It's like it's just, uh, you know what? I don't want to see Paul, and I'll be very real. Here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to. I don't want the Bears to like. Let's say we're doing this next year, and we got Marvin Harrison in an offensive tackle, right? And it's next year, same time, and Bears lose to the Vikings. You know. So twenty one thirteen, and I'm like I'm looking at the box score, and you know DJ Moore got seven targets, and Marvin Harrison Marvin Harrison Jr. got five, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, this is breaking my heart, right? Because it's not like it, it, uh, it'll just break my heart if I don't see the productivity the way that I want to see, right? Like you want it to be like a, a Chad Johnson, TJ Huzmanzada, like two guys with 10 catches and 100 yards every week, right, where Carson Palmer's going crazy. Like, that's what I want. But I know yeah, Justin I, Fields can't do that with those two guys. You, you think he can't? No. So so let's say we hire the Houston's OC as head coach. You don't think he could put up C.J. Stroud numbers with him? I think if Justin Fields, and I'm surprised you feel the same way, if you think Justin – if you do you think if you took Justin Fields – and put him on the Houston Texans this season, he'd have the same productivity as C.J. Stroud? So if you put C.J. Stroud... No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, pause. Answer my question. I, this, this is, I, I, it, it's an enigma. I have no idea because he hasn't... We had Nagy, and then we... But, but what I'm saying, but hold on, Paul, because I want to be fair to my question because you asked me about if the Bears had the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans, you know, and so I was just then turning the question back onto you but in a different way by saying if Justin Fields is at Houston, would you feel like he would perform at the same level as C.J. Stroud? I wouldn't say the same level, but I think they will probably have the same record. Okay, that's fair. That's a great counter-argument to that. That's a great counter-argument. And, and, and I, I would agree with that. Like They'd probably be around the same place because they have a way better defense from the beginning. And, okay, yeah. I can get with and that. And he can he can use he can use as a field's legs, and that's the X factor right there is his legs. I know you don't want to run him twenty times a game, but I thought twelve it, was good still, today. Still a weapon. Yeah, I thought twelve was good. I'm okay with twelve. Twelve, mm-hmm. twelve. I have zero problem with it because then it's it's it, you were using it as a weapon, and we're not you know keeping it in the holster right. Like we're actually using it, but we're not overusing it. Like I don't I like I, to me the stat line is great, right? Like thirty something attempts. 12 rushes like that sounds good now it's about the efficiency and 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 turning 
and, and having quality possessions, right? Like if the Bears give you two interceptions in the first half, Papa, I need you to come through, right? Like I need you to put a, a seven on the board on one of those. If Getty's drawing up a good game plan from the beginning and you march down the field, but then you get in the red zone and, and you don't even throw it into the, the corner of it to give DJ Moore a chance, Cole Komet a chance, like those are the things that I look at when I'm talking about having a top-tier you know, guy that can get the job done. And, and, and again, take us to the pro- – we all want the same thing, right, Paul? Take us to the yeah, promised land. <laughs> I want to correct. see a championship, you know? Correct. And, and I know I got excuses for Fields. And just, I, I just don't want to see him turn into Jalen Hurts. Like he goes somewhere and somebody has the perfect system for him. Because I don't think nobody expected Jalen Hurts to go to that next level. I know once he got um, A.J. Brown, you was kind of hoping – yeah, but you know they got him AJ Brown, and then they got um, was it Deontay yeah. Smith? Yeah, in in the same year. Paul, you ever so Paul, we, Paul? You married? No. Okay, okay. So you you got an ex girlfriend then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if you would imagine if you would have kept making excuses for your ex girlfriend. How bad of a situation you would be in right now? You know what I'm saying? Like you get the opportunity, <laughs> right, to just <laughs> call it what it is and be like, you know what? Ah, you're great. You're a great person. I actually like you. That's why I fell in love with you. But um, I think I could find something better. I think I could find something a little bit better than you and 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 less stressful. And I think I'm going to do that. And and you might find another man and you might get married and have babies. You might have a great life somewhere else. And that's cool. But I promise you, I'm going to have a better life over here with the next person for me. What I'm, that's what I'm just trying to say. That's what I think the situation we're in right now. No, no, I, I totally agree. It's, <laughs> I'm I, messing I with you, there's, Paul. There's I'm messing with you, man. I'm messing with you, Paul. Man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Ah, this is great. I love it. My name is Gabe Ramirez, born and raised right here in the city of Chicago, and I love the Chicago Bears. First step is to admit you have a problem, right? All right, I want to hear it. Talk to me. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Bears defeat the Minnesota Vikings, uh, twelve to ten. And we are going to be taking care of you all day today. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Tuesday, presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. I got you till 5 a.m. Then Dustin Rhodes jumps on for the pregame show, leading into Mully and Hall. They got two heavy hitters, three heavy hitters, four heavy hitters on the show. Ola Cruz, Dave wants that. DJ Moore, Brad Biggs, 7, 725, 8, and then 9. Jaquan Brisker jumping on at 1030. Then Jalen Johnson is going to be on at 5 with Parkinson Spiegel. Stay here. Keep the radio here. When you get out your car, when you turn off your app, make sure it just stays here because you're going to want to be listening to us all day. All right, I'm taking your phone calls next. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on The Score. It just feels good to get a win. You know, anytime you can get a win in this league, um, it feels good. So, you know, it's, it's hard to win. And, uh, you know, I think... As a team, it just feels good. No matter who we're playing, um, just just feels good to win. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Live and local on 670 The Score, it is Gabe Ramirez. Hanging out till 5 o'clock. It is a Plumbers 911 football Monday on a Tuesday. All that really means is that we got some cool-ass guests on the show all day today. Really, it does. Holden Cruz at 7. I mean, come on. I think I'm the hardest-working person in radio. Or media here in Chicago, Olin Cruz just did the post game till midnight and got to wake back up at seven to go beyond with Mully and Hall. That's that's pretty badass. Dave wants that. Talk about okay. I mean, come on, Olin Cruz and Dave wants that to to like start your morning. Why would you even change the channel for that seven o'clock hour? Dave like Dave wants to has great insight and Olin Cruz. Oh my gosh, he loves the Bears and and the post game show just does a phenomenal job. And then, to make you late for work, DJ Moore at 8 o'clock. That's, that just sounds ridiculous. Brad Biggs rounding out the show at 9 for Mully and Hall. Then Bernstein and Holmes, they have three heavy hitters as well. Jaquan Brisker, 1030. Anthony Heron at 12 o'clock. Tim Jenkins at 1. Yes, that Jaquan Brisker at 1030. Then Parkinson Spiegel. Kurt Warner, 240. Peter King, 330. Mark Grody. Four o'clock, and then Jalen Johnson jumping on with the fellas at 5 p.m. It's going to be a great day on 670. The score it's Gabe Ramirez. Bears defeat the Minnesota Vikings 12 to 10. Taking your phone calls right now, 312 
644-6767. Let's go out to Hamberlin from Rockford. Hamberlin, we've been doing a lot of talking about uh, Justin Fields. What what do you think about uh, the future for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears? Well, uh, uh, personally, Gabe, I, I just think uh, uh, Justin Fields, got, he's, he's like, I think him and Mitch got a raw deal because uh, when Mitch got here, you, you had Glennon was going to be his mentor. When uh, Fields was here, <laughs> it was Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton, I think in the first game, he was running out of bounds and he hurt his knee. And thus, the Bears had to thrust Justin Fields onto the field without any snaps with the first team. And I'm saying everybody counts the first year. It's part of Justin Fields' whole total package. And I said, you can't do that. That ain't even fair. Because they threw him in there against the Wolves, against the Browns, against Garrett, Miles Garrett, and he got killed. And then now the second year, he comes on. And, you know, the second year is the tank year. We got rid of, we got rid of all our defensive players, and we're going to tank because we want the first pick. And Justin Fields, he knows if he goes out and wins any game in the second year, it's going to cost the Bears the first pick. And I'm saying, and he had the last six games of the year. I don't know if that you guys, everybody talks about how Getsky worked with Justin Fields. Yeah, he did because the guy that every team was scared of Justin Fields because he 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 almost broke the rushing record of Michael Vick that year. He rushed for one hundred, I think one one thousand one hundred seventeen yards. And the dude was like, I'm saying, man, uh, this dude. And now, now we come to this year. Okay, the Bears are so dysfunctional. We lose the we lose our defensive coordinator and after the first game. Then the running back coach gets fired, and then Eberflus, he wants to do all world. He he's supposed to be the head coach. He's not supposed to be this that and that. He's supposed to be the head coach. But you know, Justin Fields has to had to play through this dysfunction of the Chicago Bears. I like that. I like that other caller who was talking about Wilbur Marshall because the Bears should have kept Roquan Smith. He's a natural leader at 25. You can't tell me that Roquan Smith was was an impact player for the Bears. And I'm saying I think Justin Fields has got as much talent as C.J. Stroud. You put the you you seen what Justin Fields could do, in you know against Trevor Lawrence with Ohio State with Olaf and Wilson as the receivers, and a good offensive line. And so did Stroud. And I'm saying, and everybody's saying, well, you know, I, I'm, it's, you know, Gabe, it hurts me because I'm saying, you know, uh, I'm African-American. I go back as, as far as James, James Harris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember James Harris? Mm-mm. He played for the Los Angeles Rams. He okay. was one of the first black quarterbacks for the Rams. Okay. And every, everybody doubted him. And I'm saying – why is there so much gravitas toward Justin Fields? He's just one part of the team. And the Bears have not been a collective team since he's been here. And I'm saying, if you give him the tools, and like everybody's been talking about, because, I'm man, I'm scratching my head tonight. I'm saying, why, when the Bears get into the second half, do they, they draw back? Every they're, week. They're running. <laughs> yeah, why are they doing that? I'm saying, you can't. You can't play to lose. You got to play to win. And I'm, saying, I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying, oh, my gosh. You know, when we played Detroit, I got that got that feeling again tonight. I said, oh, no. Here we go. You know, we're going to – we're gonna the, the Bears, they're trying to run the clock out. They're playing to lose. They're playing to not lose. They're, and, and when Fields fumbled the ball, I said, uh-oh. And, but – this time I say, well, we have we may have a little time to come back if they let Justin Fields get in the Bears get the ball, and sure enough, again, you know, Hammerlin, let me Hammerlin, let me ask you this, let me ask you this on that very last drive, on that last drive, because you were just that's the point that you got to right there, right, and and yeah, where what were you thinking? Were you like, oh, this is slam dunk, he's good, Justin Fields is gonna drive us down? Were you that confident, or were you still like a little nervous? You know, Gabe. I'm confident because I, I'm saying I seen him play that last game, and I, I, that last game against Detroit, he threw look, he threw a bullet to I think it was a, a Darnell Mooney, and I'm saying man that dude look at how look how hard he threw that ball man I'm saying we talk about and, and Gabe look at look at what's going on in the NFL right now you got the the Chiefs and the Bills man they struggling. 
and the Cincinnati Bengals and lost balls again. How many times has Burrow's been hurt? I mean, how many times has he been hurt, Gabe? Yeah, about as many times as uh, Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, so you have well, to. Well, and I'm saying you admit, funny you mentioned Lamar Jackson because I'm saying ain't nobody in the NFL wanted Trevor Lawrence to be a receiver, but they wanted Lamar Jackson and Watson and Justin Fields. Okay, let's make him a receiver because he's so fast. Why? Because I don't get it, man. When when you got a mobile quarterback with the assets and, and the arm that uh, Justin Fields have, and 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 um, why do they want to make him a receiver or something? Right, right, right. I mean, it's it's it's, it's like we're going back to James Harris. They think that the only the the uh, I ain't got I ain't trying only us as quarterbacks can only be receivers and something. Or something no, I, I hear what I hear what you're saying, but it's more like. Like a Taysom Hill situation, right? Another guy that, you know, white dude, right? Who is athletic, can play the position, and then you're trying to see, you know, what what he's going to be able to do in those those moments. I I <clears throat> I hear everything you're saying, right? And I think that I think whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's Jay Cutler, whether it's you know Cordell Stewart. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, any of those guys that come here, we want them to be great. We The storyline is already made up in our head, right? It's, oh, we got Slash? Okay, might be on the tail end, but, man, it's better than what we had. So, Bears are going to the playoffs. Like, you you, you create the narrative so quickly. And, that's, and the, the reason why, and I talk about this a lot, like, there should be studies on this. Where here in Chicago, because there's so many of us, like the fan base for the Bears is so large that let's say like, you know, Kyler Gordon. Lawrence Holmes today said that he thinks like Kyler Gordon can have like a Hall of Fame career, right? Is that what he said in his clip? Yeah. Okay. I think he's that good too. But it's part of my point. In that we as Chicago fans, we see that and we're like, oh my God, this is gonna be the this guy's gonna be the greatest thing ever. And we put that pressure on everyone. And so I think the doubt creeps in on everyone because they never live up to the expectation. Hear me out on that. Right? Like the next linebacker, we want them to be and only be Lance Briggs and Brian Erlacher or bust. Hear that. You see Jack Sanborn, and you're like, ooh, he's good. But the scale you're putting him on is the Brian Erlacher scale. And then, like, if he doesn't do something right, you're going to be like, mm, ah, you know what? I don't know about Jack Sanborn. We need to get somebody else in there. It's just that's what we do, and it's, it's fine. But there's so many of us that the chorus is so loud that these players start feeling that too. That's why the expectations are so high going into the season. Everyone thinking we're going to be great. Oh, man. It's Gabriel Ramirez, 670 to score. Plumbers 911 football Monday on a Tuesday. Great guests all throughout the day. No need to listen to any other station except for 670 to score. 7 o'clock, Olin Crutes. 8 o'clock, DJ Moore. 1030, Jaquan Brisker. 5 p.m., Jalen Johnson. What a day. Uh, but right now, it's about you. I want to talk to you. 312-644-6767. Let's go over to Greg. Uh, from Hanover Park. So, Greg, talk to me about, I mean, we've been talking about Justin Fields a lot, uh, but what do you think about the guys that have been blocking for him, the offensive line and the job they've been doing as of late? All right, we're going to get into that. Um, this, this is the thing that's going on. I love Chicago. I'm from Chicago, grew up on Southside Chicago, Rob Taylor Projects years ago. Okay, so let, let's just say this. We, we don't know really, truly, you can say Vince Savage. You know, we don't know what a real quarterback looked like. We know what it looked like on Monday Night Football. We know what it looks like, like uh, when when he dressed up in other people's clothing. Like the, the top, the, yeah, I love the top that. Three quarter, yeah, the, the top three. It's, it's, I'm going to use one of your girlfriend analogies real quick. Okay. Okay, let's just say you, you went to grammar school with this girl. You went to you know, middle school. What, middle school. It was grammar school when I was grammar, middle school and everything. And, and, and let's just say you are 19 years old. The valedictorian that's going to be going to the high school that's going to graduate, the cutest girl in the school. 
cutest girl in the city. That you got that option right there. You still got your little girlfriend though. Now you got the other girl that she's a sophomore, it's her second year in college. She was a former Violet Victorian, beautiful girl, second year, and you got your own little girlfriend right there. Okay, which one of those girls are you taking? All three? Is that the answer? Is that the answer? Three. You already got oh, the one. You got the oh. one. Okay. Oh. But <laughs> they're just awesome, beautiful. Like, which, are, are you going to be considering maybe one of the other two? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. That, that's us. That's Chicago. <laughs> we, we, have, we have the valedictorian. <laughs> we have the current Mamton. If I was to score, man, it would be... Uh, it'll be those two dudes and me out here because these people wouldn't like me that much, but we have what we want right here. Mm. I'll tell you, let's get to the line here now. If you if 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 you took either one of the top, because we're talking about we need a number one, we need this great quarterback, we need quarterback, take either one of those three quarterbacks that you have in mind that you think that the top three and you drop them, take them out of their prime dress and you drop that quarterback into the Chicago system right now. What does he look like? Do you really want me to answer that question, or is it rhetorical? Uh, no, no. I really want you to answer. Okay. Is he, is he that same quarterback? Go, uh, go ahead. Answer yeah, I, I, think, I think what we all can agree on is that the Bears are headed in the right direction. Right? No, no, no. And, hold on. Okay. You, hold on. I guess, I'm sorry. I guess, I guess I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, answer. You're right. You got me on. Uh, okay. All right, go ahead. Are, okay, let me, let me, then let me stop myself. Are the Bears headed in the right direction? definitely headed in the right direction. Okay, right. So, yes, yes, yes. Right. right? Hold on. Let me finish. So, the Bears mm-hmm. are headed in the right direction. So, sure. I think that, I think to your point that you've been making, Greg, is that we've seen other qu- good quarterbacks in other uniforms, and that's mm-hmm. how we can actually recognize one. And so, mm-hmm. I think with the Bears heading in the right direction, I think the mm-hmm. way to get one of those quarterbacks mm-hmm. is to take them early in the draft, especially if you have had two number one picks – in back-to-back years, and you you don't address the quarterback situation in one of the, with one of those picks or some variants of those picks that pick, then then you're doing yourself a disservice. So again, you, to your point, if you, if you bring in someone new in this system because they're headed in the right direction, I do feel good about that moving forward from here unto infinity. We did that already, Gabe. We did it when we picked up the man we have now. All, I'm gonna tell you the difference. Oh, Eberflus, and, and I know, or Justin Fields. I know, we we did it with Justin Fields. Justin is, and I wanted to ask you this. When I was sitting there waiting, yeah. and I'm listening to these other guys talking, and the one gentleman said he knew somebody Harris from way back when, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking about this. I'm like, you know what? Every time we get a chance to, if we don't get what we want, immediate gratification with our quarterbacks, and we've been right though for the most part. Uh, but but we want to we want to get rid of them on to the next new on to the next new. I wouldn't take either one of those other quarterbacks because yeah, they look good in that prime dress that they down there playing in uh, of a college. They look good. They look great. But if you look at uh, why am I forgetting his name? Twenty one. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Right now that they're playing who? Tw- number twenty one right now. No no oh god. The the the, the what is the college? Um, why am I forgetting? Deion his Sanders. Name? Colorado. Shadur Sanders, got you. Yeah. Prime example. Do you really know what he is as a quarterback? You can't we can't really tell because he keeps getting killed every time he gets ready to drop back to throw the ball. So we don't. They got them I think they sound like he's gonna go twelfth or or ninth or something like that as a quarterback. Yeah, people are people are people are high on him. People are high on him. And I think that and thanks for the call, Greg. Uh, and I think people are high on you, you don't know what you're I hear what you're saying. Right, like the, you feel confident in what the Bears have right now, and you know, again, you, you, we think that you know we can add some things around him. And look, it, he is good. We are we I, we are not going to take that away from Justin Fields. Justin Fields is good, but would you rather have Justin Fields or CJ Stroud right now? That's the question you got to ask yourself right now. Would you rather have CJ Stroud it's or Justin Fields? It's not even Stroud. a question, right? And so, you have the opportunity. To take someone who, again, you can look at and be like, would you rather have this person or, or Justin Fields, right? And I know where the Houston Texans are going to be for the next five years, and that's vying for the top spot in their division. That is for certain. And I just want that's, – that's just the only place that I want to be, consistently doing that. Okay, and I, okay, I hear the rebuttal in my head. If we, if we give Justin Fields some talent, he could be that guy, right? 
or a better coaching, he could be that guy. I love all the girlfriend references, too. So many girlfriend metaphors. Oh, I'm tonight. here. I'm here for I it. I love it. If I could do relationship advice in the middle of this sports talk show, I would do it. Is that a thing? Sports and relationship advice? I don't At think so. At three in the morning, it, it can't three be. Three in the yeah. morning? Yeah. Hey, call me up with your Bears <laughs> solutions. and uh, no. Let's go to Andrew in the loop. Andrew, talk to me about this Bears team, man. It's like uh, I, s- I said, uh, last year we were losing games, but they felt like wins, and last night felt like a, a win that felt like a loss. Hey, Gabe, great to, great to be with you, and uh, thanks for thanks for the time. I a couple of things for you. Um, you know, I understand the sentiment that they could be moving in the right direction. I, I just have to tell you, I, I, I was sitting there watching the game hoping that they would lose that game in catastrophic fashion, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, I want the Bears to win. I want them to win the Super Bowl, but I believe that every minute that we delay the inevitable and we, we keep – and I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying yeah. anybody that, that continues to, you know, project this idea that Eberflus is, is a Super Bowl winning head coach, I mean, it's very clearly not the case, right? So when we talk about the quarterback conversation, the only conver- the only reason we're having this conversation with Fields and do we just, you know, get rid of them and, and take one of the top guys in the draft is because of this prospect of the Caleb Williams, the Drake made a generational you know, quote-unquote, talent that is available to us at the top of the draft this year. Obviously, in any, in any other circumstance, we wouldn't be so quick to throw away a talent like Fields. Um, I just think that, like, you know, the great organizations, if you look back, they not only have Hall of Fame talent on the field, but they have Hall of Fame talent off the field. Mm. I'm just going to rattle off some things for you. The great mm. organizations, in my opinion, I see, you know, I talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Sirianni's fine, but the the real difference maker in that organization is very clearly Howie Roseman. He builds a staff. He has five uh, former uh, assistant GMs that are now general managers in the league uh, that used to work for him. You know, it's, it's a it's a front office, uh, you know, superstar staff that he's assembled in Philadelphia. You know, in Pittsburgh, they're the best drafting team in the world. But better than anything, they're always relevant because they have one of the difference making head coaches in Mike Tomlin. Same with Baltimore and John Harbaugh. I mean, you know, Pete Carroll in Seattle. You're looking at what Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron are doing with Geno Smith this year. I mean, you're telling me that he wouldn't have that much more of a big, you know, of an impact that if he were to uh, be the Bears coach. I mean, in my opinion, the Bears' issues stem from obviously its ownership, but its ownership's unbelievable incompetence in hiring the wrong people Hmm. year after year. So just macro-wise, you know, like the Bears like collaborators. They like nice guys. That's why they hired Pace and Nagy. That's why they hired Tressman over Bruce Arians. I mean, you know, it, people don't remember, but Mark Tressman was hired the same offseason Andy Reid went to Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City was a five-team win that previous year. You know, they, they, were, they were kind of in a rut. But, like, they don't – these good teams, these good owners look past, you know, is this, guy, is this a nice guy or is this guy a winner? So when I see the Bears and I want to build a culture and I want a championship, it's one guy. And it's one very clear guy that's out there. It's Jim Harbaugh. You know, everyone's talked about it, but there's a reason for it. He's a proven winner. You know, we talk about do we move on from fields and throw in the lottery ticket with Caleb Williams and Drake May. That might be the better, you know, case scenario. But I would argue that we know that Jim Harbaugh is fat. Like, no question, he's significantly a bigger upgrade at the head coach the Eberflus than it is like, you know, these unknown qualities at quarterback. Like we know Jim Harbaugh is a much better coach than Eberflus, but yet you're going to see the bears. And I really hope this is not the case, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> quote it past them. You're going to see the bears either fire Eberflus, which I still expect to happen. But if they don't fire him, I mean, I'm done. But if they fire him, they're going to, you know, they're going to pair him with Shane Walter and Bobby Slowick. You know, people are going to talk about Ben Johnson. You'll probably hear about, you know, maybe a day after they hire their 38-year-old offensive coordinator for two years, you know, now as the head coach, that, yeah, they had a phone call with Jim Harbaugh. Like, it just wasn't the right fit. The thing is, is that the great teams still great, stay great because they have great people working in the organizations. The Bears, they have a culture problem. They have an absentee ownership. I mean, people want to talk about McCaskey, but the truth is that Ted Phillips has ran that building for years up until his retirement. The hope is, obviously, that Kevin Warren 
like, and I know, you know, people saw the video in the locker room. It's like, what is he thinking? He was smiling. Look, they're happy they get the win, but you got you you really you really got to be living under under a rock to know that they look terrible. I mean, to, to deny that they look you know anything but terrible. Yeah, I mean the the, the 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 last night's game was just atrocious, right? I mean, just the game as a whole, both sides, the four interceptions for Josh Dobbs, Justin Fields with the fumbles. I mean, overall, you know, the Bears not scoring a touchdown and winning the game. I mean, it's just it was sad to watch. That that's without question. I I had my whole bit prepped and ready to go. I'm telling you. I thought the Bears were going to lose that game. And the bit was going to be I was going to stay at the score from the overnight shift until someone was fired. And the hope would be that it would happen the next morning, right? Because you can't, you can't lose that game and nobody gets fired, right? And everybody and people have been saying that every single game for the last couple of games. But that one in particular, like the way you would have lost that 10 to 9 with four interceptions after the three interception game, like, right? Somebody would have to have gotten fired. So, anyways, that was my bit. Cause I was like, somebody, I was like, somebody had to have, would have to have gotten fired. You're doing fired. like a hunger strike. You're exactly. In the score but I'm hearing the score waiting. And then and we're you know, getting chicken tomorrow. So that would have been really right. hard. I say, what's up to Mully and Ha? For like a second game. So what are you doing? I'm just sticking around, man, waiting for somebody to get fired. You're just then sitting I, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's it's Parkinson Spiegel, or, you know, or, or Bernstein and Holmes. Boom. Jaquan Brisker comes at 1030. I'm still here, you know, waiting. Boom. Parkinson Spiegel. Just the whole day. And then if my wife would have let me, I would have spent 24 hours here. For sure. Waiting for the news to break. Would've they would have definitely bit. fired someone. Most likely Getsy. Do you think they could still fire him after a win? No. They just won't do it. They don't have the goal. I mean, like four field goals, you get four turnovers. Yeah. Come on, yeah, something's got to give. Happen. At this at this point, it's you. you they've made it to the like. Uh, if this were a board game, they've made it to the like. Fine, you get to finish the rest of the game. Like you know what I mean? You could have jumped. You could have fell off the bridge here. You could have fell off the bridge here. Woo! We got over that one. Now we just got six spaces left to go. You know, that's what it looks like for for <laughs> for the crew. All right, three one two six forty four. 67-67, it's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 football Monday, Monday on a Tuesday. Uh, and we're taking your calls. Thoughts about this Bears game and thoughts on the defense. Because uh, during the game, I was thinking, is it Getsy or Fields? And then at some point, I just thought to myself, it's, it's Getsy and Fields. And then, so I don't know. What do you think? 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. 